American Genius making a quick move around the outside with Last Armour getting started to come into play and Best Guest over on the inside in the straight partners in front down the outside American Genius then Last Armour getting and Best Guest partners in front clinging on American Genius running on but it's partners too good partners defeated American Genius Last Armour getting Best Guest the Cotton Seedley Purple Cup and forged in stone at the tail then to four love, followed by at the Helen, five back to Haramain and Mr. Stack can't keep up at the tail of the field. 300 to go, the point of the corner. Fashion Eddie in front and clear. Leads by two and a half to Stralix. Four love and at the Helen coming right down the outside. Fashion Eddie starting to stop. Here's at the Helen after Fashion Eddie. At the Helen moves up, takes the lead and runs away to win. Mr. Stack from the tail has flashed for second. Then Fashion Eddie, four love, Stralix and Haramain. But moving up quickly and Gecko starting to challenge from in behind. 250 to go. Per Saga in front. The immediate danger, Zuma and Gecko in the centre. Gecko, Per Saga, Zuma. Per Saga with a kick. Gecko after Per Saga. Gecko, Per Saga goes down the line. Gecko. Gecko just beat Per Saga. About three lap then to. Uh, Zuma, who's run, petered at the top of the straight, followed by Parangas, Bandora and Halcyon Days. And Gecko did get the photo there to make it a treble for our old mate Brookie Richardson there at Roma. Great coverage, as always, by Peter Flynn. And it is time for the Greater Western Queensland Racing News Podcast as we step into the 2022 season. Andrew, what's with you here this evening? Joined, as always, by the beard that's feared, Max Tanks. I haven't used that for a while. It's been a very long time. It has. <laughs> it, it came back up the other day because um, my daughter said, you know, we probably should call the, the new baby that's expecting Moen. Moen. But it's a girl. <laughs> I didn't quite. And then it, just, it, it rejuvenated the thoughts of the beer that's feared. So you're Moen, back. Moen Ali. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, it was a good day there for Brooke on Saturday. Doubles also to Wayne Baker and Beck Kerwin. But we'll get into that. Uh, a bit later, and unfortunately, Brooke, unfortunately, uh, couldn't be with us tonight, Maxie, but um, what do you got for us in the opening? Yeah, look, I, I, it probably would have been better if we had three questions that we sort yep. of could have thrown around at each other here, but uh, I thought we could look at our would-you-rathers, and mm. if we if we want to ask each other a would-you-rather, so well, I, I can kick us off if you like. Yes, go for it. Well, would you rather be able to run at 100 miles per hour or fly at 10 miles per hour? Well, gee whiz, I I think benefit would have to go in the in the way of of flying. I think the excitement about being above and uh, the aerial views and the escape from traffic <laughs> would probably lead me in that direction. And probably because it's something we you know, and you can't do either. But we can't fly, you know. Can't. I also can't run at a hundred miles per hour. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, that saves a lot of time, doesn't it? I mean, it certainly does. It certainly does. It's a very interesting topic, isn't it? <laughs> it, gets, it gets a brain fatigue over, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I actually haven't really thought too heavily into this, Maxi, but I'll have to have a think here. <laughs> I'm a bit short of, of, of something to go because I mean, you, you've got here, and because Max sends out a little uh, like a synopsis of the show with what, with what we're doing and. Um, 
and and you threw out the the question of um, if you could rather lose sight or hearing. So I'm going to go with that one with you quickly while I think of something a little bit more inquisitive. Would you rather lose your sight? I think you'd. Uh, that's that's real. That's that's a really tough one because I mean, like you you rely on both of them so much. <laughs> <laughs> you do both of them. I think even any 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 of the five senses. Oh. If you lost one, taste, you could be like be the only one you could really get rid of and not. If you had to choose sight. Or hearing, I think you'd have to get go lose your hearing because I just think if you're in a world of constant darkness after experiencing like yeah, vision, yeah, yeah. that'd be pretty hard. And I suppose you can always pick up sign language. Yeah, it's an intriguing one. I'm going to have to think of another one throughout the show uh, to bring up to you. <laughs> but uh, Royal Roma raced on Saturday and uh, as I said, it was doubles to Wayne Baker and Beck Kerwin and a treble to Brooke Richardson. Starting in race number one and Sunnyside Cottage kicked off the season for Wayne Baker in a winning way with the leading Queensland apprentice Olivia Kendall in the saddle. A length and a quarter over Russ Muss, Craig Smith and Johnny Rudd and baby days for Rodney Hay and Gemma Steele in third max. Yeah, it's... Um we got uh, Stewie Rogers to do some guest tipping for uh, the the page, and he and he kicked it off with a winner as well. Put this one on top. So where there was smoke, there was definitely going to be fire. Obviously, he had a little bit of a. I reckon he would have had a bit of knowledge how this horse has been working. So uh, it's good to see Wayne kicking off the uh, the year with a, a winner there in uh, in at the home track at Roma. Race two was the first leg of a winning double for Beck Kerwin with Liv O'Donnell in the saddle, and that was Liv's second career victory on Bartos. Bolt Bolton in uh, by five lengths over Bold Admiral for Colin Storch and Gemma Steele. And plenty of ticker. Uh, first up for Jess Brand and Olivia Kendall in third. But Bartos, all too good. You wouldn't believe it. He had this one on top as well. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, this was another really good winner. Um, five lengths. It was a uh, dominant win in the end and uh, justified uh, the second prize favouritism there. And uh, you I know we were talking about it off air, but we, you, you do often see uh, both Benny and, and Beck, or, you know, they often pop up with a, a handy horse and um, I think they might have found a couple one that a couple at the moment anyway in the stable that should be able to progress through the grades nicely. Actually, Bartos ran a pretty good time, uh, just 0.25 a second off uh, the open horse, which was partners for Benny Waldron. And um, that's almost a topical tip, isn't it? Beck Irwin and uh, Benny Waldron partners. First leg of Brookie Richardson's winning treble, bolted in two and a half lengths over American Genius, who ran another credible race for Billy Johnson and Olivia Kendall. And last time again, plugged away in for third for Craig Smith and uh, Liv O'Donnell. But this horse, um, we go back through his form. There's some good old Metro form there. Yeah, we were having a look at this uh, just before the show and won a highway in Sydney and then went out. Uh, fortnight later, won a benchmark 78 at Rose Hill. So, you know, if we reproduce that form, I think they're going to have a fair bit of fun with this horse. And uh, I'm not sure on its eligibility now, thinking about that, how far that win might have mm. been. But it could be a uh, pretty handy battle of the bush horse. Looks like it's just not going to be eligible for this year's Battle of the Bush, but will be eligible for the Country Stampede later in the year. Second leg of Wayne Baker's winning double and the second leg of Brooke Richardson's winning treble was in race four on At The Helm, uh, who rattled down the outside to get victory over Mr Stack for Cherie McEwen and Dennis Baker half a length and Fashionetti was in third position, but it was a well-timed run by At The Helm. Uh, that tearaway leader looked home for all money, but uh, pinned the ears back. The former... Um, this this horse was formerly down the sunny, sunshine coast with uh, Daryl Hanson and certainly uh, 900s its go, this horse. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you do often see that those short course horses once you get to that sand over the 900 more often than not you can't catch those tearaway leaders can you no. Roma? but this is um a really good win coming down the outside there uh for wayne and brooke and uh, wrapping things up in race number five was a benchmark 50 over 1200 meters and the cutest money went off with gecko uh, second leg of beck Kerwin's winning double the third leg of brooke richardson's winning treble got there in the nick of time down the outside beat the leader per saga in the last stride for craig smith and Livo o'donnell and four and a half lengths away back to zuma in third for wayne baker and olivia kendall but you could see brookie riding with real confidence there and uh, she drove home and got the cash yeah that's right i know she um she did say that she probably didn't want more than three rides, didn't she? Yeah. So, well, the first two were scratched, weren't they? <laughs> so that's, she probably got it lucky there that she still had enough in the tank to be able to, to get that last winner home. But, um, yeah, no, it was another really good win, and we've seen that per saga. Uh, looks like it's a type that it, it could be uh, able to go through the sort of the grades there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, both of those horses' as preparation. Partner's an obvious one to uh, take away from the meeting, Max. Anything else? I'm... I think last Armageddon's going to win a good race soon. I just don't know where. I, I think, you know, obviously he beat Fab's Cowboy um, at the end of last year and then went to, to room, got beaten by Raiden. I just, he won Fangul then as well. He's got a big win in him. I think he's going to be a pretty handy horse in that area. Mate, let's have a look at this weekend's nominations and we welcome back the Northwest for the 2022 seasons at Mount Isa this weekend. Uh, five races, uh, noms extended, of course. Uh, 42 noms. I tell you what, I do not envy the bookie boys up there framing markets. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of crosses which indicate first up horses. A um, few new horses up there in the West and probably the only ones... Uh, that do have any form or fitness on their side are probably Sean Roises, who she's sort of kept ticking over uh, through the summer months, Maxie. Yeah, Sean's got a couple, and I see Stephen Royce has yep. got a couple that have had a couple of runs around towns and all of that as well. The likes of, um, the likes of Level Eight, obviously had a couple of runs around Townsville. Um, Lord Greystroke there for Tanya Parry as well, but. It's, it's certainly going to be a very interesting season. And uh, look, we see him come back for another year. Wicked Wiki. Um, it wouldn't be a uh, Mount Isa open plate <laughs> without him, would it? I mean, he's, you know he's always going to be putting in his, his best effort up there. And, um, you know, even being first up, you'd, you'd probably be pretty gain the tip against him, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would do. Um, but as we know, with, with these uh, meetings, of course, um, Tanya and, and Kerry Crow particularly often run their horses into form but uh wiki he'll he'll be in front at some stage he'll look like the winner at some stage and uh nine years old he's still got a few seasons in him he's (laughs) He's still got a few wins in him as well (laughs) so welcome back to the northwest with mount isa this weekend and central west racing kicks off at blackall this weekend maxi 49 nominations five races um some solid nominations. We've got 13 in the 55 over the 1,050, uh, 10 in the Class B over 1,200. Uh, and as always, it's hit and miss, isn't it? A bit light on the maidens, just the six. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't like to be framing a market for some of these races either. It's um, like it's certainly interesting. There's, Like you said, there's a lot of crosses and then some of the horses that are coming into this race um, with Without, with a couple of runs under their belt, are coming in with some really good form as well. So, look, it's going to be a really good day of racing there in Blackhall. Fingers crossed um, this weather, it, it doesn't put too much moisture into the track. I think uh, the amount that they probably had over the last week or so will probably make it perfect for racing. They probably wouldn't want 
um, too much more. But I mean, that open thousand, I mean, it's just got speed to burn, doesn't it? I mean, mm. You look back, you think of it from, from years gone by. It's always been a race with a lot of speed, hasn't it? Yes. Oh, certainly has. Um, obviously, boot shaker, rock hard fit. If he draws sound near the inside, he's going to be hard to catch. Yeah, he will. Um, you know, we're going to see the likes of uh, Ace play now in the Charlie Prowse stable. But, you know, you're going to have horses like Zillator and Zukaz are going to be chasing home. And, uh, you know, David Rewald's going to have his horses rock solid fit for that that first meeting uh, of the year. So if Drayman can can jump out and apply that pressure on, on Bootshaker, it could really set it up for something that's camped in behind him, couldn't it? Certainly would. Last time I called Bootshaker was winning the Open at Carinha. And he's gone on to win a couple of races <laughs> since then. So. Righto, Maxie, I've got me the opening question now. Would you rather have the benefit of hindsight or future thinking? So this is, I was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you. And I suppose there's, there's, I was going to word it a little bit differently, say you can only go back to past once or you can only go into the future once. Yep. Benefit of hindsight or future thinking. I personally would prefer the benefit of hindsight because you can pick and choose on what you'd like to be able to go back and see. Yep. I mean, like, looking into the future, sometimes you still want that surprise, but if it's hindsight, you can still just go back and rewrite those little errors, I guess. Certainly can, <laughs> but we learn from our mistakes, Maxie. <laughs> but what if we can change those mistakes yes. as well? <laughs> um, yeah, but that's it's great to see racing across the board heading back to our regions, and of course we'll have plenty to talk about next week. But time for today's topic, Maxie. We're getting through this quickly. I, I, I don't know if this is an indication that Brooke talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a talking point, mate, uh, it's all yours. I think we probably put aside about 10 minutes for actually Brooke to talk us through a treble, didn't we? Yes. So, um, while we're waiting for a fair bit of the the racing news, especially particularly in the bush, to um, to I suppose come back around again for 2022, uh, we'll we'll go back to the Winter Olympics again. And uh, there was a, a a cross country skier, and obviously we know that they uh, cover huge uh, distances as part of this race, and uh, they they have to exhibit some extremely cold conditions and. What's actually happened to this cross-country skier is that he's, he's experienced an injury where his uh, where his his membrum, I suppose, if you'd like to call it, his Slug. penis, his, his, <laughs> his manhood, <laughs> has become frozen. At the time when it was frozen, you know, you, you can't feel it. That's what happens, mm. you know, when things freeze. But as it started to thaw out, the pain became unbearable and he started to worry about, obviously, oh. the, the effects that it's going to have caused down the track. and. I suppose it got me thinking a little bit, not about, uh, you know, mm. an injury like that. I certainly haven't experienced one uh, no. myself, but just about injuries in general and and how, you know, we've, we've all dabbled our hand in sports. And uh, I was actually really interested to hear Brooks uh, on this as well, because obviously we, we do know Brooke has suffered a, a pretty nasty fall uh, yep. during her time down in Brisbane. And I know I've spoken to her about it off air, the sports psychologist that she had to go see to, yep. to get back to onto the track and to have the confidence to ride again. But... I don't have one quite as severe as that, but you said you've got a few injuries that you, yeah. you have to get through. Have you ever been hit in the box in cricket? I have. That's just a little indication of the pain <laughs> this bloke must have been going through because I don't know if this, it's just the shuddering jolts that go through a box and 
Yeah, it's not pleasant, is it? The, the my biggest fear was always that obviously you heard the stories of being hit in a box and it smashed. Like yep. that's just that, and then you know when things get caught up, like that. That was always my biggest <laughs> yeah. fear. Like, well, I'm, I'm probably one of the few people you'd talk to that's only, it's ended up in hospital twice with fishing injuries. Fishing injuries. Yes, really. Um, <laughs> once uh, I was about 12 years old fishing on the banks of the Shannon, uh, just outside of Lismore, and and we used lures to catch bass. Anyhow, I hooked this really good bass and. I I was going to take it off the hook and one of the barbs went into my finger and kept going in as the fish moved. So that was one trip to the hospital. The other one was a, um, um, a casting injury off, off the banks of the uh, muddy, Tom, uh, muddy um, Richmond River. Was it Richmond River in Mordell? Yeah, it was. Anyway, my mate's gone to cast again with a lure and the lure was stuck in my sleeve so as he's gone to cast it out it's gone up my arm so two trips to hospital with fishing injuries uh quite a few cricketing injuries with um i've got a split above the eye with uh and it wasn't with anything interesting i was wicket keeping and it hit the corner of the the cricket pitch and speared up on, on a throw in from the boundary and uh that landed me in hospital um, well, you will pakolsky yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um a few other a few other injuries I, I tell you one injury that was terrible at um I was actually playing out in the field in soccer and um, I got a, ru- a run through and it was just one-on-one with the keeper and I've gone for the big kick and broke a guy's leg. <laughs> Missed the ball, clearly. <laughs> that was probably one of the uh, most... Accidentally, I'm sure. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> I didn't have the skill to do that on purpose. But that was actually probably one of the more frightening things um, that I've seen as, as a player and uh, been sort of semi... Um, responsible for as well so um, that that was actually in under 16s and and the kid was actually on a walking stick for about 12 months so it was pretty hor- horrifying yeah to know yeah, that and it was purely an accident of course yeah. but um, and, and you can see it's so easy to happen what about yourself yeah I think the, probably the biggest injury I've ever had was probably a broken nose I haven't had a really a, yeah um, playing footy uh, over in Winton it was the grand final for the year must have been under 16s potentially and um yeah, it was the second half, and uh, myself and uh, one of my teammates uh, both went to tackle the same person who moved forward, and we then uh, headbutted each other um, face-to-face, and uh, Rohana Hokiang has got a lot harder head than I do, so uh, <laughs> I came off second best on that occasion, and uh, yeah, had a broken nose, and um, went up to the hospital, and they said, oh, can you just come and see a GP later in the week uh, because uh, we don't have anyone up here that can fix that at the moment. And oh. um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I went to uh, get it put it back into place, and then it turns out that I've had a, had a lot of micro like fractures in my oh. nose from my swimming goggles, from my swimming really? days. So because uh, you yeah, yeah. wear speed goggles without the rubber, it was causing yep. a lot of fractures in my nose, so they couldn't put it back into place, so it's still broken. Gee whiz, there you go. Um I suppose an injury not from sport, I guess you can call it when I had the collapsed lung, but that's a story oh, for another day. Yeah, I was sitting yeah. there eating lunch and uh, yeah, I had this pain in my shoulder. It turns out uh, lung collapsed and was in hospital for a couple of weeks. But yeah, um, yeah. W- talking about injuries that you've seen, I remember when I was uh, playing cricket in um, under under 12s, it would have been, and um, Angus McClellan, big fan of the show, uh, <laughs> he, he was wicket-keeping and I remember the batsman... Um, he got a hold of one, but the way he spun it around, the, the the ball came back at Angus, and he put his gloves up to catch it, but it broke through his gloves oh. and got him right, right in the face, uh, like right between the nose and, and his teeth. And I remember he, I, I don't think he lost any teeth, but I remember he had to get like stitches all through his mouth and all that sort of thing. Jeez. And I just remember hearing the sound of the, just like the. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, that was that was really that was one of those sickening sort of sounds anyway, yeah. Any uh hints on who'll be doing the guest tipping this week for either Blackall or Man Ozzy? You're just gonna pick one venue or you're gonna do well, both? I, I, we're gonna do both. I think we cover all venues each week and um look I've I've sent out some feelers. I we, we we've been able to line up uh, potentially a couple for the next few weeks already now. Yep, so yep. Um, we've sent out some feelers, but I'm, I'm hoping to lock in uh, both Blackwell and Mount Isa in the next coming days. So i uh, going to try and keep it local to each area yeah. as well. So, yes. uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, certainly a great concept. Just repeating, racing goes to Mount Isa this week. Uh, with their five-event card and, of course, Blackall in the Central West kicking off the season. Maxie, uh, thanks for your time. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, great to be here. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, it's going to be good to see, obviously, racing back again uh, in all aspects of the, uh, of the Greater Western Region. And we'll catch you next weekend with the wrap-up of all this week's racing. For those of you heading across the West, wherever you're going, travel safely and all the best. And we'll catch you next week here on the Greater Western Queensland Racing News Podcast. 